Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 240 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi, guys. How are we today, Lauren? Okay, it's nice because it's snowing again. It snowed the last time we recorded as well. It did, actually, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy snow when I don't have to go anywhere. So. This snow is more substantial, though, than the last snow. It is very substantial in comparison, yes. It is laying. Mm-hmm. Although which not on means... the roads. It's laying on everything other than the roads, which means it's probably not going to stick around for too long. But that's okay. We can still make snowmen, possibly. I don't think we can make snowmen with this. I'm going to do my darnest to make a snowman, Daryl's. Do not wreck my snowman dreams. I'll try my best not to. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to be realistic here. I know, but nobody wants your realism. People want my fantasy world. It's true. Hence Final Fantasy. Snow fantasy. Mm-hmm. But yes. So, what do we have to talk about today, Daryl's? Well, there was a new expansion announced for Final Fantasy fourteen, And we're also going to be talking about Final Fantasy three. Specifically, how we feel about it, having just relived it. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about those wonderful topics, we're going to do our shout-outs for Patreon supporters, and we're going to kick things off with Lewis James at LJ Composer, Zach Duranto, Rachel Cassaton at Drunken Vieira, Barry Norton at Nortron Zero, Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Namjian. Miles Ribbons. Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson. Thurin Bullen at Massacre23. Tom Hughes at Tom underscore Hughes22. Yam Potato. Noah Luttrell. Ryzen. Sam Ennis. Chris Willis. Fayaz Bilal. Joshua Johnson at The Cancer Bus. Freya Stella. Lauren Luscombe. Tim Michael Verne at Phoenix02SA. Marco Lulu. Timmy Turner's Babysitter. And Darren Matthews. Thank you guys Thank so you, much. Thank you everyone. So yes, Final Fantasy XIV expansion, a new one was announced at a special event in Japan, and it's going to be called Endwalker. Mm-hmm. Which means it's the end of the current timeline. It's apparently. the end of their walk. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, the end of the walk. I mean, that's the thing. Like we we sort of kind of know about Final Fantasy fourteen, but like. It's kind of up in the air what will actually be. Lauren, let's just be honest. We know nothing about Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <No. 14. laughs> we, we, we shouldn't even pretend that we do. So I know. W- what we do know is that, yes, this will be releasing towards the end of this year. They have given it a provisional launch window of fall 2021, which could mean anything. Uh, I mean, th- theoretically, that means it will arrive before December. Mm. But whether it does or not remains to be seen yeah. um yes as lauren has alluded to there very cryptically and potentially not cryptically they have said that this expansion will bring about the end of the current story arc that began six years ago mm. um but they've said that that doesn't mean it's the end of final fantasy 14 it could be that they're going to try and relaunch the game again at the end of this like they did with the realm reborn who knows maybe they've got other plans it doesn't sound like story content is going to stop it's just that that's this is going to be the end of the current story arc well yeah that's the thing it's the fact that they said that so this is 6.0 and then 6.1 is going to be a completely new story so it's just kind of like what what are they what 
<laughs> like maybe they've just got they tired do? of it like you know yeah. like because obviously with um they don't need to go through the same process that they did for final fantasy 14 and a realm reborn where they basically like just everything that happened before was kind of redundant and they had the massive meteor and then it was like oh now we're starting from fresh mm-hmm. obviously that was kind of a symbolic gesture to to bring about the new age of the the mmo and that was version 2.0 i think mm-hmm. they don't really need to do that anymore because they're flying so high mm-hmm. but maybe they've just got a bit bored. i don't know like why they feel they need to to end the current story arc obviously like it's going to become clear sooner or later more about their plans and why they're looking to make this move maybe mm-hmm. they feel as though it's something they need to do to keep it fresh instead of going to get stagnant yeah yeah it's true like yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I know that they probably have been, um, I mean, I well, no, I don't know if they've been struggling to get new people in. But I know, like, for us, it definitely always seems a bit like a massive undertaking to sort of catch up with the current uh, story. Because, like, we just think, okay, well, if we want to play the new expansion, we have to play through A Realm Reborn, Heaven's Ward, and uh shadowbringers and stormblood and stormblood and you just sort of think like oh my gosh that's so much time that you have to dedicate and i know that that is a barrier for entry for some people who maybe aren't aware of like anything else in the game and stuff so who knows but hopefully it's a right move for them um it'll be a bit weird not seeing the same character in the trailers anymore assuming that character is assuming that that's what they do yeah uh, but the only other thing that was kind of thrown around is the fact that it's somehow on the moon and uh, people are freaking out because they're th- having uh, Lunarian feels, obviously, because the Warrior of Light turns into a paladin as well, um, which, of course, leads to Cecil because Cecil is both a moon person and a paladin. So, yeah, people are getting a lot of Final Fantasy Four vibes. And they it. have um, stoked that by saying that there's going to be a Final Fantasy IV theme for the upcoming fan fest that they're mm. going to be doing. They've also announced one new job that they're going to be releasing with the, uh, the expansion, which is going to be the Sage. Mm-hmm. But the Sage is going to be quite different from previous Sages in that they're going to be a healing barrier mage, um, kind of based around buffs and healing. But they're also going to have... Uh, their weapon is very similar to Gundam, mm. which is odd. It's never seen any states like that it's a unique twist on the job but they have said there's more jobs going to be coming with the expansion they just haven't said what any of them are yet other than that one of them is going to be a dps class Mm. so who knows guys but for you final fantasy 14 lovers out there hopefully this is this is really good news and yoshida has stressed that he is not quitting the game (laughs) still stressed that he's not quitting the game He's going to be around for whatever follows after this expansion comes out. It's so funny, though, because, like, you know, all the rumors went, went around about him leaving Final Fantasy fourteen, and it seems like every announcement after that point has been something that could be tied to him leaving, and it's just him constantly trying to prove us wrong. Yeah, like, well, yeah, like, basically saying, like, this story, it's going to be the end of the story arc. I'm not quitting, though. Yeah. I'm not quitting. <laughs> I'm the producer of Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. It's just like, sure, 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 Yoshi P, sure, no. But um, but yeah, that's about all I can really 
say about that. There's not really anything we can add of any substance. No. Other than just reading out the facts and a bit, yeah. of, bit of conjecture around things that we know nothing about. I know. I know. And I we really, probably never really, will know about. Like, it's just... I really would love to play it. Like, there's... I think we both would. It's just such a... It's just such a barrier. I yeah. think, like, we get criticized so much for the, the fact that we don't cover Final Fantasy XIV in more granularity. And it's just like, well, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so much to get into it that I just... I don't, I don't have the time. MMOs are not for... <laughs> are not for people in our kind of situation (laughs) like it's just there's too much um way too much but aside from that we uh have been plugging along on the stream um we played through up to well we finished final fantasy 4 now but we realized that we haven't actually talked about how we felt about final fantasy 3 when we finished that very true and so we thought today we are going to be running through our our refreshed impressions of the third game to release in the franchise. Mm. Now, this game obviously was quite interesting because they they took some big risks with Final Fantasy 2. They, they went away from the job system. They imp- introduced a new progression system. They tried to tell more of a story than mm. the first one had. And with 3, they kind of merged the two together. So... They went back to having like the four warriors of light and obviously in the DS version that the remake, they gave those four characters names um, and it was a job based system, but there was a more coherent story than we saw with one or two, Mm. I'd say. Yeah, like they 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 attempted and I'm not entirely because neither of us have actually played the original i mean we'd never had the opportunity to because they just they didn't release it over here back when it came out and we didn't get it for ages so i don't know how different it was when you originally played i know that they didn't have names but um but yeah they they attempted they attempted uh you know you don't really feel they just feel like little shells of of like final fantasy tropes really like you know you have you have uh the sort of angsty um uh angus is it ingus i always want to call him angus uh ingus uh you have arc you have luneth um luneth is also a bit like a bit like tough like he's just he's just kind of there like i don't don't think luneth has any particular story development or character development like i think the other ones at least have something because ingus has the relationship with uh sarah Mm -hmm. uh has got the relationship with the dad taka and um arc Arc has the relationship with the prince argus yeah yeah Um, no prince alus yeah and he um he he just seems really sweet and like soft-spoken uh quite a sweet character but yeah like it's it's all on the surface there's not really much that you can get out of their characters other than yeah. they're just warriors of light like arcs arcs uh interaction with the prince is it's very short mm-hmm. they they're like you don't even see the relationship develop it's just all of a sudden they're like sleeping in beds next to each other and they're <laughs> having sleepovers and and like that's the that's pretty much as as deep as as it gets and, and that you get to see yeah it's um it's kind of weird but 
it also kind of works. I mean, like they they started to instill a lot more humor, like the um, the fake warriors of light. Um, you had kind of like Sid and his craziness as well. And I think as they went through, like they tried to give each, uh, I guess, each part of the story its own unique feel and vibe. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it, it was much more developed than either Final Fantasy 1 or 2 in that sense. Like it was a story that you could follow. It wasn't really that hard to figure out what you needed to do or where to go. The, I guess with Final Fantasy 2, they had that like weird word system and you had to like yeah. ask certain people to certain things to find out what you had to go next and so to glad they took things that out. on um it, it, none of that was here and it was a lot more coherent than than what had come before but obviously still kind of pales in comparison to like four and five and six yeah, yeah. but i think it it was a good step in the right direction and i feel as though they needed to do it and i think with the remake they tried their best to keep the vibe of the original while putting small things in place that could help to develop the characters out so you had like the mog mail system where you'd have letters from the one of the characters who was closest to that individual and if you visited them then you get more messages in the mail from them so like they they did try and do little bits mm-hmm. but but yeah like i mean it's still quite shallow in in the grand scheme of things yeah yeah and um it's almost like this is what final fantasy 2 should have been in in some regards because they just decided to take risks with final fantasy 2 that they didn't um that just didn't pan out and um like final fantasy 3 feels more of an an evolution of final fantasy 1 in reality but Aside from that, um, in terms of jobs, that was something that definitely was um, expanded upon in Final Fantasy III. I mean, you had so many freaking jobs to choose from and like very little guidance as to what what was good and what was bad. Yeah, I think it was one of the things I struggled with the most, especially while I was trying to remember it, because you do need to use specific jobs during certain phases of the game. Mm. It's not just an experience where you can say like, oh, I really like playing as these types of characters and that's going to like save the day. It's it's not that at all. You have to be quite methodical with how you choose jobs and what their what their application is actually going to be mm-hmm. especially because not all the jobs are equal some of the jobs you get towards the beginning of the game just aren't that useful as the game goes through and like you know for example um, black mages just become kind of redundant as you, as you go through the game uh, they're replaced by by other jobs that are more powerful and um I think that was one of the things that was was most difficult, especially the the job change system where they didn't want people just switching jobs all the time. So they put in this uh, like penalty system where if you changed job, depending on how close the job was in terms of similarity of skill set, you would have to fight a certain amount of battles before your competency in the job would be unhindered. Yeah. So you might have to fight 10 times to get your stats up to the normal level and like I I kind of understand the reason why they implemented that, but still, it was horrible. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Especially for you, since you just wanted to change jobs like every five seconds. Well, because like it's really hard to figure out like what what the right thing is. Like there are jobs, there are sorry, there are fights like against Garuda, where mm. if you're if you have everyone as a dragoon, the fight ends in one turn. Yeah. And like it, there are lots of situational things like that where it's really try and error. Yes, you can be Garuda with other job combinations, 
But if you want to go down the Dragoon route, it's it's so much more quick and efficient to do it that way. And I feel as though with the way they implemented it, like there are lots of different little strategies that you can employ as you go through, especially like towards the beginning of the game, though, you really kind of need to know what you're doing uh, in some degree because it's so unforgiving. Like if you pick the wrong jobs, you give them the wrong equipment, you're not going to last very long. You're going to get some game overs. You have to grind a lot to get your levels up. Um, and like, you know, there were a couple of times where like Medusa was a bit of a struggle for me just because I, my party wasn't strong enough. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't deal enough damage before I was taken out. Like I, because they had the the spells, it wasn't like an MP system in the, in the traditional sense where like, oh, if you're casting fire, it costs four MP. It's just that spells had different tiers and you could only cast spells per tier a certain amount of times. Mm. And like, you know, the damage change by tier was insane. You're talking about like, you know, fire one might do 100 to 150 and and, and fire two might do like three to 400. Mm. And if you're talking about like Medusa, when I was fighting against it, an extra turn was me dead. Yeah. Like I couldn't. And that was just the way that fight went. So I had to make sure that I could cast enough of those spells before before it capped out, because after that, I, I just couldn't win. Yeah. And like, there are quite a few, there are quite a few like bosses like that, that just kind of came out of nowhere and just made you feel very inferior (laughs) to lots of grinding required. Yeah, a ton of grinding. But then there was also the weird guest characters that would just come in and kind of throw spells at them occasionally. Yeah, not really doing anything. Of, like, of note that was like one of the most frustrating mechanics because like there were moments where you would think like okay well it'd be great if you could come in now and help us no okay bye <laughs> that's fine <laughs> and then they would just go um like they would just leave in the story so it just felt it just felt like we it just felt strange and um i mean I guess at least it wasn't like the Final Fantasy 2 mechanic where they would just come in and then die. Um, like they were like a almost semi-permanent uh, character in your party and then they'd leave you. Um, but yeah, but I did like the fact that it was just it was just the four. Um, like those are your party members. That's that's what you get. And it gave you a lot more control over like, okay, well, I have you as this, I have you as that, and that's just what it's going to be for the rest of the game. Um, and maybe variations of it. But that's, yeah, yeah. The The job system is is just, yeah. It was expansive, but also restrictive. In yeah, a weird I, way. I enjoyed playing through the game, though. Mm. I, I thought that even though the story was a bit restrictive, it was still decent in terms of how it went through. It was it was compelling enough, and yeah, sure we like can can pick holes in it because it's so old now and yeah. the way it was written. But like it was it was decent, and I I enjoyed playing it through. I enjoyed kind of figuring out the strategies of how I was going to get through. Like the end boss was incredibly tense. I didn't yeah. think I was going to make it in the end, and and somehow managed to to fight through. Um, but like I'd say, that, yeah, like some of the dungeons did get a bit unwieldy in terms of like the length and. You're, like there's so much resource management more so than i think in the other games because mm. you have that restriction about you can only use spells a certain number of times before you can't use them anymore 
like that that was the real kicker for me because it, it, yeah. it, it reduced your options like if you're playing one of the um the uh the more modern games i guess you can choose to use different spells at different times much easier like there's no limit like if you want to keep using cure because you want to keep using cure you can do that and i guess in three as you get up you can cast those weaker spells on a more regular basis so obviously you're encouraged to do so but i think yeah like it 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 was definitely uh, um a very different type of system a very different time and um i but yeah, I, I had fun with it. It's it's mm. the game that we spent the longest on so far. Yeah. And I didn't really mind the grinding as such, especially because they had auto battle. Mm. The best thing <laughs> ever. I think yeah. if that wasn't there, then I would have been... Hated it. Yeah, because I think we split... I think I played like 30 hours. So if the auto battle wasn't there, it probably would have been like 35, 40, maybe even more. Except for those ran- those weird times where you would forget the auto battle was on and then you encounter something that was horrible and, and then you just be like, yeah. oh no, oh no, why did that happen? Um, but then as for like story-wise, I mean, we've kind of already mentioned it, but it was very bare bones. Um, you're... You start out as Lunith. He wakes up in a cave for some reason. Um, oh, he falls in the earthquake. Yeah. Um, and he's been summoned as a warrior of light by the crystal. Yeah. It, it just kind of, it, it is It is just an evolved version of the warriors of light of Final Fantasy 1. Um, destiny this, destiny that. And you gather up. You gather up your folks. You got Ark, Angus, and uh, Rafia, um, and everyone. You just, just kind of go yeah. from place to place. Like, you're the warriors just... of light, and everyone knows you're the warriors of light, and they're expecting you to save the world. But there's some people that don't believe you're the warrior of light, and yeah, like it. Yeah, and then um, there's the different worlds you can go to, like the floating continent, and then mm-hmm. the normal place yeah <laughs> there's like a really emotional moment where one of the side characters passes away and you don't really feel anything because you've known her for about two minutes yeah like it's it's just two seconds oh well that's unfortunate and then yeah it just kind of ends like there's not really there's not really much you can say about about it it's one of those ones again where the main antagonist is not one that well the final final boss is not one that has been in the story like at all no um and the end dungeon is very long yeah very long like i think that's probably where i spent most of my time grinding to try and get enough money to buy shurikens and uh yeah just kind of going back and forth to make sure i was strong enough to do the run Mm -hmm. because it's a very long run there are a lot of bosses on the way like it it's it's not for the faint of heart. No, no. It's definitely one of the hardest hardest Final Fantasy games of the older ones. Because like, if you run out of resources, you can't just escape. Like, You can escape from the tower, but then you have to go through another dungeon to get out of the whole thing uh, to then go to a shop to buy mm. resources to go back in, to go through. And I, like, it, it was a... Uh, yeah, it was a... Uh, it was a trek. And uh, there is a point of no return as well. So like, mm. if you... You've got to go through the Crystal Tower to get to the point of no return. But if you get to the point of no return and you can't make it through, you've got to go through the Crystal Tower again after grinding up more. It I guess, was like, horrible. In a way, I kind of wish that with Final Fantasy III, they had, they had evolved the story from, from Final Fantasy II. Because I feel like with Final Fantasy II, like, the story wasn't that great, but it at least was kind of there. You kind of 
felt like it was the it was the foundation of something that could have been really good with like Maria and um Leon. Like Leon and stuff. But then um and Furion. But then with this and Guy, one, Guy is the main <laughs> character. <laughs> but with this one, it just felt like they kind of just went backwards, and maybe that was out of fear. Do you know why? Hmm. They didn't have a character who could speak Beaver. I know, and that's honestly. the main mistake they made. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you always have to have somebody who can speak Beaver. Um, it's honestly, it was the highest point of Final Fantasy. I don't know. Why the other everything from there has just been downhill? Yeah, it has been absolutely. And, and I think that's the main reason why we haven't played fourteen, honestly, because no one speaks Beaver exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, and then I mean, as far as the music went, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the remastered. I much preferred when we were playing with the original music. Really, I just, it's just really. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the sounds they used or something, but it just didn't, it didn't suit in my opinion. It just didn't feel, I, I just didn't like it. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I thought that the, like some of the tracks in the remastered version were really, really strong. I really liked the airship theme. Like I thought that uh, the but, winds. Uh, eternal wind. Eternal wind. I thought that was the nicest. That just reminded me of the airship system where you have to keep changing airships. <laughs> yeah. Which no, you have to do in horrendous. four as well. Like, yeah. You want to go to here, you got to go to there. You got to go to here, you got to go to there. And like, yeah. you can only park them in certain places because they're like. Ugh. Why? Why? Why do you have to be that way? Why? Um. But yeah, I I thought the music was decent. I I think it's probably one of Uematsu's weaker soundtracks. I I don't think it's as strong as either one or two. Like I don't. I think the airship theme is is well, the final airship theme is good, but like a lot of the other themes just kind of they're not overly memorable for me. Whereas you know the town theme and stuff from from two and and like they. There are just other themes that really stick out from from mm-hmm. the early from the first two games compared to three. Yeah, I just I just don't know. I I I'm I just didn't like how they remastered them. Like okay. I liked the music. Lauren does not like, approve of the remaster. I didn't. But the like good thing is though, that in, you can switch between the two. So well, I mean, like to to a degree, like in terms of presentation, I I well, I think we kind of said this on the stream as well. I I don't really like the 3d remasters that they did no i don't like them i think that it was much nicer to play like the final fantasy 4 complete edition rather than the 3d remake because i just don't think they are i don't think they've aged as nicely and um yeah i would i would have much preferred a, a 3 remake that was just a lot nicer looking sort of 16-bit characters i mean the scary thing is that the 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 three remake and the four remake are are like 15 years old now Mm. like it they were made a long time ago yeah and it shows yeah (laughs) yeah i just think they just made a they just didn't make a good um they didn't make a good choice with that but yeah that's just my that's just my hot take yeah so i think overall i i had a good time with three I yeah. think I probably enjoyed it more than two, uh, just because it didn't have. It had some frustrating mechanics in there, but not the same frustrating mechanics that two has. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you played two though, so this is just kind of my my remembrance of when I last played it, but also from what I saw from you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did enjoy it more than one. I would say that. 
Yeah, yeah. Well. I think at least at least had a bit more than one. Um, but yeah, I I I would probably go back and play three, or um, if I had to choose between the three, I I would definitely play three over any of them. Um, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's kind of it really i know it's it's gonna be nicer when we can actually talk about like the the later games i mean final fantasy 4 uh the next podcast that we talk about that one i think will be will be really nice because that's when we really started to see semblances of like what the games were going to become agreed that's yeah. about all I can say about that. I know it's we it's are, so hard. Um, we're going to be probably by the time you're listening to this, we'll, we we will have started our playthrough of Final Fantasy V. So if you're interested in joining us on our playthrough, then check us out on Twitch. Our username is Lozadar, which is L O Z Z A D A R. Mm. We'll play, we'll be playing Final Fantasy V for quite a while, I think, because it's an even more developed job system. I think it's probably going to be about 30, 40 hours to complete that game. And mm-hmm. and Lauren's going to be taking the helm. Yay! Woo! And we're going to be playing a game, or version of the game, does, that does not have Faris sounding like a pirate. Gosh darn it. Mm. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know. I'm just going to give her a pirate accent anyway. Yar! Yar! <laughs> apparently it was a point of real contention when that came out because she doesn't have a japanese uh sorry she doesn't have a pirate accent in the japanese version they just gave well, it to her japan doesn't have pirate now i'm kidding they do have like a lot of pirates but not with pirate accents not with pirate accents but you know i i thought it maybe was because pirates of the caribbean was getting pretty big and and so like they but i think pirates have always had that yar shiver me timbers yeah and so when the localization team was just working out they were like oh yeah ferris let's give her a pirate accent because yeah it's awesome and also it gives a bit more of a <gasps> moment when you realize that she's a girl she was acting because then you sort of think like because you always associate those kind of pirate accents with like with like gruff men and the confusion sets in oh my god beard she is actually a woman dun dun dun, dun spoilers dun, dun. spoilers lauren mm. Yeah, so the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out on the 23rd of February. Be sure to check out all our old episodes at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And if you enjoy what we do, why not check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. For now, though, it's time to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. And this is Daryl saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production. <laughs>